Hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Berita, Louisiana, recorded at our 10 o'clock service on Sunday, November 19th, 2017. The text for the day comes from Colossians 2, verses 6 through 12. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the universe, and not according to Christ. For in Him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have come to fullness in Him, who is the head of every ruler and authority. In Him also you were circumcised with a spiritual circumcision, by putting off the body of the flesh in the circumcision of Christ. When you were buried with Him in baptism, you were also raised with Him through faith and the power of God, who raised Him from the dead. We're wrapping up our series on the five vows, the five commitments we make. When we join the United Methodist Church, we're going through the series. We're calling it The Most Heavenly Harvest as we get ready to make up our commitments for the next year in all areas of membership in the life of the church. And this Sunday is a strange one for me and is strange in a couple of ways. The first way it's strange is that I want to call this Marvin Gaye Sunday for Can I Get a Witness? Because it's this idea that that song goes through my head every time we do... Uh, someone joins the church and we talk about joining, supporting our church with our witness. And, but that's not what we're talking about here. Another thing that goes through my mind when we look at the vow of witness is this idea that part of supporting our church with our witness is going and putting a sales pitch on people and encouraging them, browbeating them, guilting them, however you want to choose it, to join a church. But as I thought about it more, I don't think that's what this Sunday's about either. And I don't think that's what we're talking about when we say we support our church with our witness. But before I go any further, how many of y'all have someone you work, have someone you interact with on a weekly basis who has no active church home? How many of y'all have a friend or acquaintance, somebody you know that does not have a church home. Anybody? If you don't, get some. If Seriously, if you don't, get some. But it's not about that. But instead, we read in Paul's words to the Colossians about God's work in us. And you notice he says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. This in some ways is the hardest vow of them all for us to uphold. Because we support the ministries of our church by our witness and how we live our lives. Not how we live our lives within the life of the church, although that's important. But we support the ministries of the church through our witness by the message we send to the rest of the world in our day-to-day lives. It's one of those things that these children up here will tell you much more about your faith journey than you will tell yourself. The examples that you follow, the examples that you set, are the examples that they will follow. 
I don't remember if I've shared this example already, and if I have, I apologize. Please indulge me. One day I was in here for chapel time with the Learning Center. Our older kids come once a week for chapel time. And I said, uh, we're talking about sin. And I said, well, I said, what happens when you do something you're not supposed to do? And I heard one person say, one little voice said, I get to go to time out. Sam, wouldn't it have been nice if that's all that happened to us was being sent to time out? But it's the, you know, one little kid said, well, I have to say I'm sorry. And then my heart broke because one little kid, and I'll never forget, he's sitting right over there where Van's sitting. Said, well, when you do something wrong, your daddy beats you up. What kind of witness is that child getting? And yes, that story has stuck with me to this day because it encapsulated this vow more than any other. Because people watch what we do. They watch how we behave. They watch how we treat one another. And how we deal with each other and how we deal with our lives, how we deal with our families, how we deal with our friends is important because by doing what God calls us to do and living the lives that God calls us to live, we are testifying to the God that we worship as a part of this congregation. And you notice in verse 7, we get, you know, continue to live your lives in Him. And in verse 7, we see the very first point we want to get to as part of our looking at this today. He says, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him. A faithful, faithful witnesses reflect a life rooted in Christ. You know, she didn't say a life rooted in a person. That's part of our lives. He didn't say our lives are rooted in a building. Or they're not rooted in a community. They're not rooted in a family. They're not rooted in anything other than Christ. And this, this vow, I think, makes it hard for us because this causes us to do some work that we may not want to do. Because it forces us to ask ourselves, and what is my life rooted? Where do I find my strength? Where do I find my outlook on life? Where do I find my attitude? Where do And understand, none of us has a perfect day. But there's nothing that says we can't have faithful days. Nothing that says through our life rooted in Christ, rather than accepting mediocrity, we can say, you know what, tomorrow's a day to be even more faithful. When we live a life that is rooted in Christ, we live a life that looks to Him and Him alone in all things. We see in Christ one who calls us to live gracefully, to receive grace from God and to extend grace to others, to receive forgiveness from God and to receive forgiveness uh, and give forgiveness to others. When we live a life rooted in God, then we find ourselves free to celebrate 
and to live because we're no longer living according to the pressures of the world. We're no longer trying to live up to the expectations of keeping up with the Joneses. We're not trying to live up to any of these standards. Instead, we find ourselves rooted in one thing, the love that was incarnate on the cross. Then he goes on in verse 7. He says, Rooted and, and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Faithful witnesses are grateful to God. Faithful witnesses are grateful to God. Part of our calling to support one another and our church with our witness, is to live lives that express gratitude in all things. Notice I didn't say for all things, but in all things. And as we go into Thanksgiving week, we need to ask ourselves, do we live as thankful people or do we live as entitled people? Do we live as thankful people or do we live as angry people? Do we live as thankful people or do we live as people who have earned it? To quote John Houseman. Where is our focus? We cannot, we cannot, and I will make that black and white statement, we cannot be truly faithful Christians 100% of the time. And we cannot expect to be faithful Christians if we do not find thanksgiving and everything, if we are not grateful to God. And that's hard to do. And it's something that we all struggle with. I had no idea that my friend Bud was going to be here today, but... Bud remembers in 1992 when I was entering my senior year of high school. And a new associate pastor was appointed to our church. And uh, our associate pastor was the one who led our youth group. And this man, who I'm still in touch with today, I actually had supper with him a couple months ago while we were up there for their 50th anniversary. He walks into his, he calls those of us who were seniors into his office. And he says, I'm sorry you guys have gotten a raw deal with a change before your senior year. And I went home and talked with my dad and my mom about that. And my mom said, my, I forget which one, mom or dad, said, Well, son, your challenge is not to like or not like this guy. Your challenge is to be thankful that God has brought someone else with a different perspective to help you see God in a different way. And you could spend your time being angry about who's not here, or you can be thankful that God has someone else that can let you see Him differently. I'll never forget that story of thanksgiving. And as Bud will tell you, this man does make me see God in a different way. And it really is kind of cool to see how all that works. But I had, I had an attitude of entitlement. I would have missed all the lessons that this man taught me and still teaches me to this day. Mom and Dad were telling me and were teaching me 
about being thankful for what is instead of worrying so much about what is not. But then we go on and he says, See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the universe, and not according to Christ. Faithful witnesses diligently discern truth in all things. Faithfully discern truth in all things. And it's a hard thing because as we read elsewhere in scriptures, in scripture, we are told, be careful of those who tell you what you want to hear. Be careful of those who tickle your ears. And it's the idea that as faithful witnesses who are rooted in Christ, faithful witnesses that are grateful to God, when we allow ourselves to be people who, as Paul would say, pray without ceasing, who are constant communion with God through thought, word, and deed, we are putting ourselves in a position to discern the truth. It's one of the reasons why the hallmark of one of the hallmarks of the Methodist movement going back to Wesley's day was involvement in a Bible study or a small group or an accountability group of some sort, because Christianity that is lived only through worship on a Sunday morning is only halfway. And when we're involved in these prayer groups, and when we're involved in these Bible studies, and we're involved in these Sunday school classes, we are surrounding ourselves with a community of faith to help us discern what is true, what is right. Because we're going to listen to someone. We're going to listen to someone about what is true. The question is, are we going to listen to the body of Christ, which He has given us to sustain us until He comes again in glory? Or are we going to listen to ourselves? Are we going to listen to whatever's on the TV or whatever comes across our checkbook? No, there's a reason why he's telling the Colossians. Be careful and do not be deceived. The question must be asked, what are we allowing ourselves to be deceived by these days? What is it that we are allowing ourselves to move forward from or holding us back from moving forward because we've bought into a lie? And it's hard. Because we're emotional people, and our passions get stirred, and our we, we just get so into things. It's one of the reasons why it's so important to surround yourself with others. Because left to our own devices, we will be easily deceived. But then he says, listen, and him also you were circumcised with a spiritual circumcision by putting off the body of the flesh and the circumcision of Christ. When you were buried with him in baptism, you were also raised with him through faith and the power of God who raised him from the dead. The last thing we must remember really quickly here is that faithful witnesses remember and model Christ's sacrificial love to all. Faithful witnesses Remember and model Christ's sacrificial love to all. I want to draw your attention to this. Just take a look at it for a minute. Take a look at this cross. Beautiful, but don't get lost on the beauty of it. 
It's beautiful, but don't get lost on the fact, don't look at it as a piece of furniture, an accoutrement for the sanctuary. Don't look at it as far as something that was very expensive. But instead, remember this cross, that cross and every other cross, as reality of Christ's sacrificial love. Let us never draw a breath without being fully invested in the love of God found on the cross. But not only let us remember what Christ did for us, let us be those who sacrifice for others. Let us be those who serve others. Let us be those who look for others. And let us remember it's not about us. None of life is about us, but it is about God's work through us and in us and for us as found on the cross. Let us be people who spread the word of God's faithful love by the lives that we lead. And what does that have to do with membership in the church? It's very simple. When we live a life that is rooted in Christ, when we live a life that is grateful, when we live a life that discerns truth, and when we live a life that remembers and models Christ's sacrificial love, people are going to ask you why you live that way. And people are going to look at you weird and go, all four of those things do not jihaw with what the world has to teach us. And you can say, let me tell you about my God. And let me tell you about my church, which feeds my relationship with God. Let me tell you about the ways in which I have encountered God through the life of our church. You see on your bulletin a pen. Everybody got their pen, right? Here's the deal with the pen. I want to encourage you to give it away. I've got, well, 350 of them left. You can get another, no problem. Matter of fact, I have a bag up here if you want some. But I want to encourage you to give away the pen. I'm not going to tell you you have to give a speech or anything. I'm not going to tell you you have but I want you to give it away. And as you give it away, I want you to ask yourself this. Am I giving away don't be caught up in the pen. But even after the pen is gone, you're going to have something to give. You're going to have a life of faithful witness to God's love to give away. And let's ask ourselves, what are we giving away to others? Are we giving away our faith? Are we giving away our love? Are we giving away our God? Are we giving away our church? And are we living in such a way that bears witness to God's love in Christ. Thank you for listening to this podcast of First United Methodist Church of DeRitter, Louisiana. You may find out more about us at fumcderitter.org.